are we for Tuesday, April 9th, 2019? I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, as we are recording, there is a big old-fashioned Broadway opening happening right now, except for it's for a TV show. Uh, they're having a gigantic Broadway-style opening, I believe at the Booth Theater, um, for Fosse Verdon, which premieres tonight on FX. Uh, of course, check your your local listings uh, for where and when it's going to uh, going to air for you. But this is the thing that we've been talking about for a long time. Lin Manuel Miranda, Tommy Kale, uh, Stephen Levinson, and others are uh, are behind it. Tons of Broadway stars should be a lot of fun, uh, and they are making a big old honking deal about it in New York as we speak. Uh, know your audience. You know, put it in front of the right people, get the buzz going. I think they're doing a good job of it. Uh, the preliminary reports of the first uh, couple of episodes are very good. Yep. So we'll see what happens uh, uh, here when it first uh, hits the airwaves tonight. We'll see if uh, people get in, as into this as they did uh, Smash and stuff like that and do live tweeting and all that jazz. <laughs> no ah. comment. <laughs> You know, uh, anyway, first up in the news, In Residence announces its newest star. Oh, did they ever, James? Uh, but maybe it might have disappeared. I'm not sure. Um, but these stars continue to be more and more confusing, not just because of the spectrum of performances or performers playing the venerable Lunt Fontaine Theater this spring and summer, but how they are and aren't being marketed, which we'll get to in a minute. But first, the news from yesterday, as following one or two or maybe three, depending on how you're counting the musical acts, Live Nation, the Araka Group, and EVG announced yesterday that the latest artist to join the in-residence on Broadway lineup will be the bad boy of magic illusionist himself, Chris Angel bringing his Las Vegas-based show Chris Angel Raw, The Mind Freak Unplugged, which is such an early 2000s uh, name for a magic show. Uh, but he'll be bringing it to New York. Angel will perform at the Lunt from July 2nd through the 7th. James, for six days around the 4th of July, maybe they take the 4th off. I don't know. Uh, I am sure that Angel will sell incredibly well. He does well uh, in Vegas with his residency there. Um, so I, I'm sure he'll do fine i think this is another one short runs decent enough name recognition uh a, a somewhat of a stable of fans i think it'll be fine but what's interesting to me james is that on the in residency website he is only the second artist listed alongside yanni now the first artist announced to be doing a residency at the lent this spring and summer was morrissey however that was never said to be part of the official in residency program in fact this was announced before in re the in residency program was uh was confirmed although in some of the articles he has sometimes been listed alongside the others so i suppose there might be an argument for why he's not officially counted as part of them and not on their website but you'll You'll remember Regina Spector was announced just two weeks ago and it was very much part of the Live Nation Araka EBG clan, but she is not on their website either. Right now it's just Morrissey and Angel. So I don't know what's going on here, James, but the lack of clarity and referenceable website is giving me a bit of a headache just as much as the weirdness and eclecticness of the artists that are going to be involved. Okay, first of all, I'm pretty sure referenceable is <laughs> not a word. I made it up. There's a red squiggly line underneath it, but I, I made it up anyway. Yeah, I, I like I, I, I appreciate the word. 
uh, referenceable. Uh, I have to see if referenceable.com's taken. So um, I don't know what's happening over at Broadway World, but uh, for Broadway Star's perspective, I'm I'm not putting these things into our season. Uh, you know, oh, into really? what our list of our season is. It it just is. Be- it it would just become unwieldy and unmanageable to. Uh, you know, these are. I, I think they should call this the Carpetbagger series. <laughs> you know, uh, so I just I I, I think it. These people are not making an attempt to ingratiate themselves into the Broadway community. I mean, at least Bruce Springsteen did that. Yeah, this is this is very different. This is a it's more like a, a, a stop on a tour for them. In fact, Morrissey is including this as part of his tour. Um, what I'm doing at Broadway World in the database is just making the show in residence and then including these people as if they were coming in and out of the cast as a show. I'm not doing individual listings for each uh, performer because you don't know how many they're going to be. It's just a pain in the butt. So I'm just putting them all as like rotating cast members in, in residence on Broadway or whatever it's called. Do you think the Tony Awards going to whore themselves and uh, try to get some of these people to come on? Who? Yanni? I mean, Yanni would be the biggest name. I can't imagine. I, I would. I would. Morrissey. Be a, you don't think Morrissey's a big enough name? You know? No, 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 no. I, I would think Yanni is the biggest name of these four so far. Yeah, Chris Angel could host. Uh, James, you now have to find a new co-host for this show because I'm so offended. I'm hanging up my microphone for my entire life. <laughs> well, you know, he could pull some sort of a huge trick out of the hat where, you know. Um... Where Bette Midler performs on a passerola uh, at Radio City Musical. Ooh, maybe he could have, maybe Chris Angel could have pulled that off or uh, Daddy Longlegs could have won a Tony. Stop it. Why? I, years later, three years later, you're still hating on that little show that did you nothing wrong other than uh, having a mildly suspect and shady producer. <laughs> so what's happened in last week's Broadway Grosses? Uh, it was a bit of an odd week last week, and not just because I was in New York and they got a lot of my money. Um, but there was 1,807 more tickets sold on Broadway than the previous week, but... The grosses dipped 4.16% for a $1,531,000 decline. Of the 36 shows on Broadway that that had played the week before, only seven saw week-over-week totals in the black, while the rest saw declines. We also saw two new shows join the boards as Anastasia shuffled off to Petersburg. The two new shows, both plays from nonprofit houses, you're welcome, uh, were All My Sons and Inc., the former from Roundabout starring Annette Benning and Tracy Letts grossed 249,004 performances, while the latter starring Johnny Lee Miller and Bertie Carvel did 259,007 shows. The two biggest gainers were also shows in early previews as Tootsie picked up more than $442,000 going from two to seven performances to come in at nearly 797K. Beetlejuice increased 434,000, also going from two to seven performances, and finished a shade under 766. Now, unlike those two shows in early previews, Town, also in previews, was actually the fourth largest decliner of the week, dipping almost $120,000 to finish just north of $615K. Now, before anyone gets too worked up about uh, this show, 
this is easily explained because it actually played one less show than the week before, ebbing down to seven from its previous eight. Uh, at 82% of its gross potential, it was far outpacing those other two musicals, as Beetlejuice was at 65%, uh, 65.5% actually, and Tootsie was a bit over 53%. So while it had a smaller gross, it, it's in a theater that doesn't even seat 1,000 people uh, and actually had a pretty good gross potential for previews when it was uh, still trying to find its audience, which I think it will because the reviews are going to be mind boggling. And if they aren't, I quit uh, Hamilton on what I believe was an edgy ham week led the way with a paltry $2,940,000 haul followed closely by the Lion King at 2.16 million. Then there was wicked Harry Potter and the cursed child to kill a mockingbird, Aladdin, dear Evan Hansen, ain't too proud, frozen mean girls network and seven shows kinky boots in its final week. The book of Mormon and come from away all in seven figures along with kinky boots closing on Sunday. The band's visit also saw a nice increase for its final week on Broadway to finish at $756,000, something we didn't talk about, James, but I'm super interested in what ends up taking over um, the Barrymore where uh, the band's visit is because uh, there's nothing been announced yet. But that should be a pretty desirable house for either a star-studded play or a smaller musical. In terms of the shows that we are watching for potential inclusion on our Never great bubble watch list. King Kong dipped to 689,000. Waitress declined down to 651K, but had a member of the Legion of Superheroes join the show last night, which should help. Beautiful edged up to 607,000. Be More Chill had a 115K drop all the way down to 597K. And the prom declined as well, down to 532,000. Now, outside of To Kill a Mockingbird, a few of the other plays that are going to be in contention for the best play, Tony, aren't exactly faring super well at the box office right now. Uh, I mentioned Inc. earlier, but that was in its first week of preview, so who knows what's going on there. And it's an MTC show, and those kind of occupy their own lane and turn a box office. But uh, The Ferryman had its worst week on Broadway, including its time in previews, as it fell to just $507,000. Hillary and Clinton dipped in its second week of eight performances to just under three hundred ninety-two k and Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus, also in its second full week, fell to 381000 Now, James, obviously we're getting to that dead period between spring break and the beginning of summer, so things are going to decline. This happens every year, but a lot of shows have to be getting anxious for Tony nominations to see if that can give them a boost at the box office. Uh, you didn't mention anything about Oklahoma, but o Oklahoma's uh, a hard ticket to get. Oklahoma uh, is doing pretty well, but again, it it opened on Sunday night, so it had a lot of of press and folks um, in last week. So that plays a little bit with it. It, it did have an eighty six thousand dollar decline, so it came in at only four hundred fifty one thousand dollars last week, which was at sixty and a half percent of its gross potential. But in the fairly small circle in the square theater, uh, I would imagine that a lot of that had to do with. Uh, probably having a completely comped house on Sunday night for the opening and a lot of press and for the three or four shows before that. So I think for the most part that week was probably not a complete watch because it made some money. Um, but I would imagine that that was mostly due to comps and stuff. So I, I think we'll see the mo we'll see what Oklahoma is really like this coming week and even more so the week after as second night press is gone. And we start to uh, see what the impact of uh, some pretty favorable reviews has on the box office. 
Oh, look what we have here. What do we have in the recommendation section? <laughs> well, uh, Oklahoma is one of the things I've got in there. In fact, uh, Oklahoma is one of two shows that we have new highlights and B-roll for. We have Oklahoma and Ain't Too Proud, so those will be linked in the show notes. But I also have another video that um, will be of uh, specific of um, attention to a certain demographic of our listeners. Uh, the um, <laughs> the Boston uh, Emerson Colonial Theater released a video uh, yesterday in which the producer behind Magic Mike the Musical, one Channing Tatum, Magic Mike himself on the big screen, stopped by a dance creative session uh, featuring Camille A. Brown, uh, Robert Aguirre Sacasa, Tom Kitt, Brian Yorkie, Trip Coleman, all the creative team. Uh, it was really kind of funny because he played like he was really nervous to go in there and he had like a video, video guy following him. Uh, it was really cute. Um, but that is just to remind you that this show will begin previews in Boston on November 30th. Um, should be interesting. Uh, no idea what they're going to be able to do with this, but it has a great creative team. Kit and Yorkie aren't my favorite uh, songwriting team, but I'm a, a big fan of Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and Camille A. Brown. So uh, we'll see what happens with that, James. I, I It couldn't get weirder than SpongeBob, but I guess they're going to try to get weird in a different direction. Hmm. All right. What do we have in other news? Okay, so yesterday, Wicked announced that current Alphabet Jessica Vosk would be departing Oz on May 12th and that will be that she will be succeeded as the green girl by Hannah Corno, who played both Sally Bowles and Yitzhak on in the uh, Cabaret and Hedwig national tours, respectively. Now, I teased this if you were again paying attention uh, when Gina Marie, uh, when Gina Claire Mason uh, was announced to be the next Broadway Glenda. She starts today, BT dubs. Um, but at the time, I also suggested that the timing of Vosk's departure and Shoshana Bean's exit from Waitress were going to be conspicuously close. In fact, on Monday, it was confirmed that they would be on the same day. So while I am just connecting my red strings, I, I have no inside information. Um, but all good Voskians know that Jessica included a song from Waitress on her album and did another Waitress song as an acoustic video with her brother on guitar. So I'm just saying she loves Waitress. Waitress needs a star for the summer. Um, you know, stranger things have happened. Just saying, putting that out there. Um, I asked Robbie to confirm or deny, and he just ignored me, so I have no information on this. Um, anyway, yesterday, the Public Theater also announced the casting for this summer's Shakespeare in the Park production of Much Ado About Nothing, directed by Tony winner Kenny Leon. The color purple and orange is the new black star Danielle Brooks, will play Beatrice opposite Grantham Coleman as Benedict. Uh, Tony winner Chuck Cooper will play Leonardo, and the rest of the cast will be in a link in the show notes if you want to check out that huge Shakespearean cast. The production kicks off at the Delacorte in Central Park on June 11th and will run through June 23rd. On Monday, actually, let me check that, James, because, uh, yeah, June 23rd. That seemed like a weird date to me. But anyway, on Monday, the Drama Desks announced that Michael Urie will be returning as the ceremony's host this year, which will come to us from the Town Hall on June 2nd. And finally, yesterday, Broadway HD and Fathom Events announced that they will be bringing the recent West End production of 42nd Street to the big screen on May 1st for one night only. Check, obviously, your local theaters that normally play these things. Um 42nd Street's a great, fun, big show that I think would be a ton of fun to see on a big screen, James. So I'm uh, excited to hopefully see this on the big screen. But if not, you will be able to get it on Broadway HD uh, sometime after that. So check your uh, local listings for uh, for Fosse Verdon. Check your local movie theater listings for 42nd Street on May 1st. If you uh, need more information on this or any of the shows presented in today's episode, please check out the show notes at BroadwayRadio.com. 
So uh, the other day, uh, we got an email from the folks over at Waitress that they've uh, set aside and and started selling a new block of tickets through, what, it's a 2025 or something like that? (laughs) Uh, I think it's through December, but close, yeah. Well, you know. I rounded up to the nearest 2025. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Uh, if uh, Voss goes in, if Voss goes in, maybe, maybe, perhaps, maybe, we'll get her on Broadway Radio. Don't hold your breath. Hold your breath. All right. I'm going to hold my breath. Matt, why don't you get us out of here? <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Tuesday with us, Two for Tuesday and Taco Tuesday. And uh, Matt and I will be back and talk with you tomorrow. 